so hi one of the good nights podcast i'm shane i'm glory and we're here with uh jacob from chet wasted and we're asking some questions today about their new album raspberry i'm gonna start so congrats on that by the way how do you feel about the response to it so far uh thank you um good i, I feel good about it it's a it's a new new projects are hard to um get started so uh thus far though i'm pretty pleased with um you know engagement and all those types of things yeah happy about it very happy to hear that right uh so is there any meaning behind the album name or cover art um yes yes sure um so sure (laughs) are you gonna make something up or do you no no i have it uh yeah everything's got a a little bit of a meaning out in in essence but uh so raspberry is just uh a good friend of mine just a, a favorite uh, favorite fruit of theirs mm-hmm. um always sort of stuck with me no idea why um but the person that took that photograph um we were actually in pennsylvania um and we were driving around and there was this big very large um building it's, it was a couple buildings on a large property and it's technically like an antique store, mm-hmm. but it was some of the most like bizarre, eclectic, like <laughs> yeah. um, stuff I've ever seen in my entire life. And so the, on the property, though, they had like just peacocks roaming the property. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, and that was one that was we were just sort of following it around. It was showing us literally through all the stuff. Um, but I have, I have a bunch of photos of that place um, on my Instagram story from a long time ago, my archive thing. And the. Uh, yeah, it was. Um, I hope to go back there someday. It's like a bunch of like imported French stuff, and like it's stuff I'll never be able to buy, but it's worth just going just to see all of it. It's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, it's like yeah. a mini museum of just weird stuff. Literally, yes. Yeah, yeah. it was awesome. It was uh, cool. So, can you tell us a little bit about your writing process for this album? Uh, yeah, I. Uh, so for, I guess leading up to it, the, um, so a lot of people know uh, the. Uh, band uh, band that I'm in perspective and um, we had so uh, James had been writing songs um, and this is back in 2019 now so because we we lost a whole year so yeah uh, basically um, James and I had just been talking a lot about other music that we liked and he had been writing songs for stuff that he had been working on himself and then uh, we were writing some songs together um as well and then um i in trying to write for that was also just writing songs myself and then um what happens is you just end up having like this surplus of songs uh just sort of piled up so you want to use them for something and um we just decided that if if uh you know to just do it solo and it, and it gives you a, a different kind of sound that you can play with and not have to like I don't think any of these songs would work for perspective so it's um you know could they maybe yeah sure but I think it's more fun maybe to challenge yourself a different way and um yeah so it's just it literally is nothing more necessarily than like another type of creative outlet um mm-hmm. in fact unrelated to this but like you know we started we just launched those pretty rude songs which was another thing and I have a um nothing's released yet or anything but I'm, i've been writing like um like dance and electronic music with another friend mm-hmm. that'll eventually surface sometime so you know it's just want to dip your toe in everything you know Fair yeah yeah okay yeah. interesting 
Uh, so I want you to tell us your favorite lyric and the meaning behind it. Uh, favorite lyric. Mm -hmm. I had to, that's a good question. I just had to type the lyrics the other night for something. Oh, so I'm going to go find them and that'll be really helpful. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, favorite lyric. Favorite lyric. Damn, that's a good question. Yeah. Out of ourselves. Can you curse on this podcast? Yes. Can you, yeah. Okay. I, I probably won't that much, but I, I have the mouth of a sailor. It's fine. Yeah. I don't that's curse. It. So, you know, it's fine. You got the, you got two sides of the spectrum here. That's good. Um, I have to say, while I like the question a lot, because mm -hmm. uh, I appreciate lyrics, um, mm -hmm. trying to find one. Yeah, very difficult. <laughs> and also, this is like, in my head, it's that level of pretension where you're just like really, really boasting about yourself. But. <laughs> Um, this is this is the time to do it, you know. I know. I know. Isn't that really just to... all an interview is? It yeah. is. It is. And I You're here to talk about your work. I know. You guys are great at getting me on here. This is good. Uh <laughs> Okay, well All right. So, one of my favorite lyrical uh, you want me to do exactly a line or I could talk um the question okay. is very I, flexible. Whatever. No, I, I, got this, yeah. I got this. I got this. I got this. Okay. I got this. Okay. Okay. Because it'll it'll tie in the rest of the song. But the song on the uh, album "Second Death," and mm -hmm. um, so the last line of the album is, or that song, I mean, is um, "Will they excavate my corpse in a thousand years? Will I die a second time?" Um, the what was interesting about that album, and I, I had watched a movie, and I don't remember what it was that made me think about it, but it was the idea that, like, you know, um when you die, you're not around anymore um, to create or any of that type of stuff. And then you are remembered for however long. And it was just the thought of how, how long until you sort of die again, where no one remembers you anymore. Hmm. Um, which is a very sad and morbid thing. I, I didn't mean to bring it down if that was, yeah. uh, <laughs> that was really dark. Okay. But it was interesting though, because you know, I, I just, I was thinking about, I like a lot of history and I, I read about people and I, you know, these are, more regarded or well-known people and stuff. And there are many people that were just bystanders, you know, for all those types of things, events and, and time and stuff that are just sort of forgotten. And, um, you know, there's some sadness to that, but that's what that song is sort of about is just like, um, you know, af after you're gone, you're still around for a while, but how long until you're really gone kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Wow. Very morbid. Yeah. Sorry, I'm sorry. I didn't. Okay, it's all good. No. It's all good. Um, the human condition. <laughs> yeah. On what is hopefully a later note, what song on the album took longest to write, and which one is your personal favorite? Longest to write, personal favorite. Okay, I can do this. Uh, we'll go back to the lyric sheet. Longest to write. Um, you know, oddly enough, I don't. I only have like a vague memory of writing some of these songs, which is is kind of weird um most of them came together pretty quickly like i would i would just demo a lot of these like in logic and um and then i would send them to james and be like what do you think and, and then we would talk about it and then i'd go back and work on it some more mm -hmm. um but the gist of most of them came together pretty quickly i'm trying to think of the one that i struggled with the most i can tell you this isn't answering your question exactly, but I'll tell you the one that was the hardest to record and was the one that I'm maybe the least happy with, if if that sort of would be walking in circles. Uh -huh. Okay. 
Um, I feel like I was on the right trajectory, but I maybe was premature in my execution for that song. Um, both just like a performance and arrangement style. Like I kind of wished I had done some different things. Okay. Um, that was sort of part of the question. What was the other one though? Uh, oh, your favorite or something? Yeah, favorite off the album. Uh, favorite of mine off the album is probably a moment captured in time and space. So true. Yep. That's Gloria's yeah. favorite too. That's my favorite. Very thank good. You. Thank you. Thank um, you. I mean this in the most respectful way, but if you weren't completely happy with the track, why did you choose to put it on the album? Or was it just kind of like looking back, listening to the album again, like, oh, I could have done this one better? Or was yeah, it like... it's more, it's probably more the second one. Um, mm -hmm. I definitely had some apprehension even during it where I was like, I think, I think uh, James probably talked me down more than I wished he had, but <laughs> the so for when we recorded these songs so this was right like when we like when the states had shut down mm -hmm. in like what was that like march april you know yeah of uh, last year and james and i were recording both of our albums simultaneously so like all together between my songs and his songs we recorded something like 30 something songs within like two weeks or something god damn yeah, we were just burning. We were, and it was we're awesome. I mean, it was it was a really fun time because uh, we had no distractions. There was nothing nothing going on, nothing to mm -hmm. do. Um, so we really could buckle in, which was nice. So I actually had a couple extra songs that didn't make it on the record, and I think to answer your other question, like why not use one of those versus this one, which I wasn't as happy with. This collection of songs was more poignant to like, not necessarily a theme, but like maybe a time in my life. Mm -hmm. whereas the other two were good songs and i will put them out at some point good. um but yeah that's that's how i that's how that song ended up still being on there yeah okay okay that's valid that's fair yeah. so can you tell me where your headspace is at while you're creating this record i know mean, you mentioned the pandemic was a big factor in that of course but anything else um yeah i um during that time uh, I, I mean, not to be morbid again, but to, but to be frank and to speak um, honestly about the record, mm -hmm. uh, was just a pretty like sad time in my life mm -hmm. um, without going into like cliches and things like that. But, you know, um, not in the best headspace, if that makes sense. Yeah. I have fond memories of making the record and I enjoyed the positivity of just focusing on music and there were good things that came out of it but um ultimately it was a you know a bit of a time of struggle like internally and there's turmoil for um things like that and uh you know it just makes you a, a stronger person and a wiser person um mm -hmm. but that's definitely what it was like at that time I, I we had just finished the um the last perspective tour that we did at the end of 2019 and we kind of all wanted to take um a bit of a break from doing that because we were just exhausted from it and and a bit tired of it and stuff and you know james went to new york ben went to boston i was back um with matt in new hampshire and um you know winter and there was other personal things going on and stuff and you know you just sort of get a little bummed out but um but yeah that was that was what it was like but i'll be i'll be honest with you as much as that was present um the that whole pandemic hitting point and all that mm -hmm. stuff i 
personally thrived in that time. I was reading books like a son of a gun and I was uh, just watching mad movies that I wanted to see and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm kind of a, a bit of a cinemaphile, big movie buff guy. So I watch a lot of movies. Um, but that part was awesome. I was just taking in like a lot of art and a lot of stuff all at once, which was really cool. So I think that maybe um, lingered a bit in, in making it, which was good. Yeah. Definitely. Because you brought it up, I feel like I have to ask, what has been like your favorite movie that you've watched because of the pandemic? Uh, I, I had I didn't keep a better list last year. I can mm-hmm. definitely spit off some stuff from this year because I, I use Letterboxd now and I more accurately track my movies. Okay. Um, I'm trying to think of something that I saw last year. I mean, last year was like the first time I watched all of the Paul Thomas Anderson movies and stuff. Oh. And honestly, actually, a, another big um, film director that I watched mm-hmm. a lot of movies of around that time was uh, Ingmar Bergman. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of the Bergman stuff uh, was around then. Uh, my most recent movie I watched was a movie called House, which was House. like a, a late 70s um, Japanese like horror comedy. Yeah, it sounded like horror. Yeah, it's a strange <laughs> movie. But actually, I, I watched the first 15 minutes. I was like, this is one of the worst things I've ever seen. And then I kept watching because I, I don't usually give up on movies. I usually okay. sit through it. And this one's only like an hour and a half. So it's not like a huge investment of your exactly, time. Exactly, yeah. And um, I by the end of it, they had me hooked. I was like, all right, this is pretty bizarre. I'm into this yeah um favorites from this year at least uh portrait of a lady on fire Mm -hmm. um city of god Mm -hmm. uh what else was good uh shiva baby was really cool Mm um uh what else was good this year james made me watch in bruges uh that was really good i liked that movie a lot Mm -hmm. um what else did you like a lot i just watched this pretty neat movie called about endlessness what is that about? It's like it's a series of like like singular shots. There's no camera movements in the in the film, oh. and they're like a bunch of tableaus and like um, it's just like a sort of a weird commentary about like people in time. Mm-hmm. Um, it, there's like very minor story arcs. It's not really that. It's not like a narrative so much. Mm. Um, kind of like an art film, but it, it's really neat. Uh, yeah. Yeah, okay. That's enough about movies. But yeah, those are some good ones that I liked a lot. Oh, another one uh, for like an art movie, if you're looking for like crazy visuals that are really, really well composed. um, The Color of Pomegranates. The Color of Pomegranates. I'm going to write that one down. Yeah, that that one one, we we rewatched. And like, if you watch it, you can... I don't know if he ever pulled from it, but like you get a lot of Wes Anderson vibes. um, And like, because all the compositions are like each frame is basically like composed like a photograph if you will Interesting. So it's, very, it's picturesque and like it's very well designed but it's yeah. really cool it's really and it's you know way before it was practical to do that so it's all yeah it's neat it's a good movie interesting mm-hmm. all right thank yeah. you i could we could do a whole nother podcast about movies i could go <laughs> movies all the time so um well, back to music. This could be super, super quick. Off the top of your head, I want you to describe this album for new listeners in three words. No more, no less. Three words, this album. Um, yeah. Oh, I had a good one kind of on Instagram. I did a funny like for fans of, you know, mm-hmm. where it wasn't really anything credible, but it was something like what you're looking for. Mm-hmm. Um, I 
don't want to go steal it, but I can't remember. I have the worst memory, by the way. If you didn't, if you couldn't tell, I'm like looking everything up as I go. Um, what would I tell people about this album in three words? Mm. Um, has to be super, super quick. Your parents' music. <laughs> Interesting. Okay, <laughs> that's good. That's good. I'll take that. I'll take that. Yeah. All right. Uh, so how do you want your listeners to check out this record for the first time? Should they play it in the car with friends, like road trip wise? Should they put it on a party? Should mm. they work out to it? What do you suggest? That's a good question. I like that question a lot. Um, I try my best, um, as we all do. Uh, music and records. Um, I try to, I don't like, I don't listen to playlists really. I don't really listen to like, I don't shuffle my music. I usually will listen through an album. Okay. So like when I write stuff for an album, like uh, I'm composing it in a way that should just be listened end to end. Mm -hmm. That doesn't usually happen. I understand. It's not like, but in an optimal way, like if you were going to listen to the record, um, yeah, I don't. I, I think probably it's probably not a bad, you know, driving record. Like if uh, if you're in the car, probably not something necessarily that you'd want to have on with like a bunch of people. Mm-hmm. It's maybe maybe a little more intimate than that. Okay. Um, and yeah, because I feel like you know records or an album, you know, they move in and out, track from track. You get different dynamics. You get different things. So ideally, if you can make it all the way through, you'll probably learn a lot more about what they were trying to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like when I when I look for music or when I listen to music, I try to find good albums. I try to find like a good record. Now, there's plenty of artists and stuff that I like where I only like two songs on an album mm-hmm. yeah. or something like that. That happens too. But um, yeah, that's what I would say about that. All right. Good answer. Uh, so what is your favorite memory that you made while creating this album? Um, I memory made. I have the worst memory. Uh, <laughs> something that was fun was doing the horns for the record because we had a, um, a, uh, he's we know him from being a fan of perspective, and he's at a few different shows in Boston. He's come to play the trumpet part for Pepe and stuff. Um, so he came and played uh, French horn and uh, second trumpet on a couple songs, and that was cool uh, to play with someone in that way. Um, that was something I liked doing. What else was fun about the record? I mean, honestly, just getting to play everything, that was yeah. good too. I mean, besides those horn things, I mean, most everything else, like being able to play drums and um, bass and that was fun too. I'm trying to think of like a specific thing. Oh, one thing I, d- I definitely remember was we slept in the studio a lot. We have like a, a rehearsal space yeah. that we had sort of turned into a little studio for us to use. And we slept there often. And we would, before bed and after bed, James and I would do uh, yoga with Sarah Beth on YouTube. Aww. That was uh, that was nice. That felt mad good. It's good. It makes me really happy okay <laughs> so for this question i want you to picture you're on tour you're at a gas station and you're going in what yes. is your snack of choice um these days it's uh 
probably uh honey roasted cashews Ooh, yeah um probably and a smart water perhaps okay going for um, the fancy water yeah i like that taste and i mm-hmm. like the whatever however they infuse those electrolytes and whatever yeah. um uh in another world it would just be like candy bars candy bars various candy various candy bars i have a james would call it a, a weird uh like i like weird candy he says but mm-hmm. like a mounds bar like i like a mounds bar a mounds i've never met a person who has eaten a mounds bar <laughs> so that's new that's You're new welcome. information for You're me. i didn't <laughs> thought those were just for decoration yeah. <laughs> sorry uh, <laughs> that was a joke that was a joke sorry okay. no i not I'll save them for me. Exactly. Yeah. All for you. Single-handedly keeping them in business. Yeah. Um, so I don't know if you have plans to bring this project to stage, but if you are, what are three mm-hmm. songs you're looking forward to playing live the most off of it, off the album? Yeah. yeah. Um, we probably will do shows. Um, hmm. Probably next year. James and I talked about this a bit. We figured we would just do a run of shows together and have the same band back both of us basically mm-hmm. um but for the songs it would probably my favorites to play would probably be the the more full band ones which would be like raspberry and moving backwards and um a moment uh caption time space that would probably be my three ones that i'm looking forward to trying to do i'm probably gonna end up trying to do like a live session type thing as well and those are probably ones that i'll pick from um yeah hell yeah sounds good Mm -hmm. so where do you see the project in the next five years five years is a long time it is it's not that long really when you think about it but it is um five years um I'll, i'll 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 keep using it i'll keep doing it um i i have too many unfinished songs right now but i've already yeah put intention into writing songs for another thing um so again you know it, it's just another outlet to make a different kind of music um mm-hmm. and try to like try to make music that i like that um that doesn't necessarily fit elsewhere so you know you have to start a project that you can allocate it for um but five years i don't know um i i'd like to make progress in five years i don't know what that looks like necessarily i mean i'd i'd i like to play shows in an ideal world i'd love to just make albums or just make songs because it's mm-hmm. that's a little bit more fun for me than playing a show the, mm-hmm. the labor and the anxiety in a in a tour and a show mm-hmm. is a little more taxing than just you know being in a studio writing stuff or whatever yeah um but I guess another way to put it then is maybe having at least a record a year. So maybe five records later. Oof. That's a lot. But that's ambitious. Yeah. yeah. So maybe. Don't hold me to that one. But that's a good goal, I guess. Right. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah. All right. Oof. Uh, so for the last couple of questions, we're actually shift away from music and go straight to death row. Boom. So if you're on death row, what would your last meal be with a drink? Um, it would be like a sushi sampler, whole platter, Mm -hmm. um, 
and like I'd get every kind of maki roll I could have and sashimi and mm -hmm. uh yeah it would just be crazy I would I would eat all of it it'd be so good um to drink though what would I drink with it um what would really complement that I don't know maybe some sort of like I don't know kind of like ginger beer that might be good Ooh, ginger beer bangs yep yeah i could yeah. go for that a nice ice cold one mm -hmm. all right yeah where like the glass is perspiring a little bit yep. yeah yeah i want that that's right. good that sounds good i would love sounds that good. yeah i could actually go for that like right now <laughs> yeah i could <laughs> so. i could go i could go out on that that's that's not bad that's refreshing mm -hmm. yeah. uh, so if you could live in one fictional world for a week where would you live um yeah, I don't know. I mean, this might be controversial, but I would love to be a wizard. I just Harry Potter. Harry Potter, hands down. Are you kidding me? If I could go to Hogwarts for yeah. a week, there's. I just. I love all the. I love Star Wars. I love Lord mm -hmm. of the Rings. I love Game of Thrones. I, I like all that all fantasy stuff like that. But mm -hmm. for whatever reason, Harry Potter has endeared itself to me, and uh, yeah, I real life goal would love to just go to Ollivanders and get a wand. So yeah. Yeah. that'd be really cool um what house are you um i don't know um i i would presume <laughs> others might say else like but i would i would probably say either ravenclaw or, yep. or gryffindor yeah i was thinking ravenclaw <laughs> yeah yeah makes sense <laughs> all right uh well i've done our best and last question and every single person we've spoken to has said it is the most important question what's your favorite color that's a good question thank you thank you it's an underrated question too by the way because i agree colors a lot yeah um hmm I have to pick one and I'll tell you the two, at least that I'm toggling between right now. And it's, um, yellow oh, and, so and, uh, green. Okay. Mm -hmm. I could rock with green. Yeah. Like variations of green. green. Yeah. Yellowish green. Um, <laughs> doesn't that make blue? I mean, I guess not if you don't mix it all the way. Well, yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think my car's green. But it's like a dark green it's like a hunter green kind of mm -hmm. but i like yellow i think i'm gonna go with yellow yeah yellow is the best color so mm -hmm. i completely agree with you yeah yellow is sick mm -hmm. um, it does a lot it does. does uh so as i said that's all the questions we have today is there anything that you would like to plug uh go check out all sorts of music but mine is raspberry it's everywhere that you can find music uh I also just put out a record under Pretty Rude with uh, with friends. That's like a Weezer worship kind of rocking Weezer uh, rocking EP. Ooh, that's okay. fun. That's fun to listen to. Um, and there's a series of super bad samples on that uh, EP. Shut up! Oh yeah, You're really kidding. good, really good ones too. Actually, yeah. Oh my god! Tastefully done. <laughs> <laughs> it's really done. 
I thought I didn't have the time tonight for music, but I might I wanna, have to. I don't want to digress too much, but the the last song, mm-hmm. it starts with like just like a bunch of guitar hits with the drums and stuff, and it's yeah. But the sample before it is McLovin when he's got the gun. Yeah. Break yourself, fools, and he's just <laughs> popping the caps. That's the best part. Bro, I, I gotta listen to this now. I have to. Yeah, I love that. Definitely movie. go check it out. That was great. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if you're looking for a bit more of a um, mature palette maybe uh raspberry is good for you too yeah (laughs) (laughs) all right uh well thank you for now let's spend chat wasted and we have been the good noise podcast